Welcome, welcome in, football fans, to another show, another episode of the Saley Football Podcast. It's going to be a good one, going to be an exciting episode, a lot of news and notes, a lot of stuff to react to around the league, and a lot of stuff happening as training camp's near. Today's lineup. All right, on today's show, we're going to go over the news and notes of the past few days around the NFL, as well as five players that I love the draft position of currently, their ADP, five boom players and five bust players, five players that I'm absolutely not touching under any circumstance. News and notes from around the league. All right, news and notes from around the league. Three big ones today. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that Aaron Rodgers reportedly declined a deal over the offseason that would have made him the highest paid quarterback at the position of all time. This is big because while there was skepticism and optimism in both directions that Rodgers would likely suit up for Green Bay this year, it shows that ultimately it's not about the money. It is internal. It is Rodgers' dislike of specifically a few top-end people in the Packers organization. And a few weeks back, if you would ask me if Aaron Rodgers would be suiting up week one for the Packers, I would have told you most likely. But I am definitely a lot more skeptical now than I was then. This truthfully does show that it's not about the money for Rodgers. It is about respect. And I always root for the players in these kinds of situations. And I'm absolutely on Rodgers' side. I think that the Packers organization has not done him right He was the best player in football last year, and it shows that the Packers did not 100% buy into the fact that they had one of the greatest of all time still on their roster, hence why they took Jordan Love and, you know, all the reports coming out about Jordan Love flourishing and having successful, uh, you know, practices great throws great chemistry with the receivers let's be real here Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers there's one Aaron Rodgers and that's all I'll say on that Deshaun Watson news for once obviously we're not going to talk the super legal issues but Adam Beasley of the Pro Football Network reporting that the Miami Dolphins would be interested in Deshaun Watson if his sexual assault allegations were to clear up, I think that where there's smoke, there is fire. Obviously, there's questions about Tua, both internally and externally. And we don't know anything yet. I think that a lot of teams, if Watson were to get cleared, would be lining up for his services, the Dolphins included. And Dolphins fans like myself would definitely be excited if we were to be able to acquire him because he is a generational talent and he would really take the franchise to the next level. But I digress. We'll have to see how that one plays out. And then the big news from today, Rams running back Cam Akers tears his Achilles, a massive blow, a guy that I liked as a top five running back this upcoming season that is not to be. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that they do not have any immediate plans to pick up another running back to add to that running back room. I'm not so sure that I buy that. I think by the time week one rolls around, the Rams are going to have someone other than Daryl Henderson in their running back room to compete for touches. But Cam Akers, obviously wish him nothing but the best. Speedy recovery, amazing player. Really wish that we would have been able to see what he could do in his sophomore season, but it will not be. Hopefully he'll be ready for week one next year. All right. The meat and potatoes of the show today. 
five boom players and five bust players based off ADP right now. Five value players, really. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins, ADP right now, 17th overall. Finished as the wide receiver four, played 16 games last year. For my money, pound for bound, the most talented receiver in football. Consistently has done it without amazing quarterbacks. Obviously, you know, those years in Houston before Watson got there, he was showing out with Watson, with Murray. He is unstoppable. And the fact that you can get him late in the second is a joke to me. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the game. And you can nitpick the guys at the top, Tyreek Hill, boom bust, Devontae Adams. What's he going to look like if Rodgers isn't there? DeAndre Hopkins, I would imagine, will not be going 17th overall by the time drafts roll around in August. Number two, Brandon Ayuk really burst onto the seam as a rookie last year, finished as the wide receiver 35, played in 12 games, but averaged 15.4 PPR points per game. He is talented. He was hurt last year. That whole Niners roster was hurt, but his ADP is currently 65 overall, and I think that that could be a huge value. He can easily finish as a wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one, because when he was healthy last year, he was the real deal. I love Brandon Ayuk. I love his game. I love the value that you're getting him right now, and that's another guy where I think that as draft season starts to creep up on us, I, I feel that his ADP has to rise. Number three, Keenan Allen finished as a wide receiver 13, played in 14 games last year, and he was a top five receiver until he got hurt. You know, if you started him like I did in the game in the fantasy playoffs where he was questionable, they didn't know if he was going to play, that game taught me a lesson to never, ever trust hamstring injuries. His ADP right now is 33rd overall. That is a steal, a steal for my money. Keenan Allen, the best route runner in the game, 33 is too low. That's a second-round pick right there. If you would have asked me last year before he got hurt at the end of the year what round Keenan goes in, I would have told you second round at the latest. He was money last year, and there's no reason that he should be going that late. Number four, Raheem Mostert. ADP currently 63, only played in eight games, 12.5 PPR points per game last season. There was no secret who the best 49ers running back was when Raheem Mostert was on the field last year. Consistently got it done, game in, game out. Another guy who was hampered by injury late in the season. A lot of guys were, we have never seen the injuries like we saw last year due to the pandemic, but I love... Any running back running behind the Niners offensive line. I love talented running backs running behind the Niners offensive line. He showed out in the playoffs a few years back. I think that we can throw away the 49ers season last year because they were hurt everywhere. I expect them to be back in the playoffs at the very least. And Raheem Mostert, when healthy, can tote the rock like few can. And number five, Brandon Cooks, finished as the wide receiver 17 last year. Played in 15 games. His ADP is 96, currently going in the 10th round. Brandon Cooks is one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. He's small. He plays his own game. He's different from a lot of receivers. But if you can get the wide receiver 17 from a year ago in the 10th round, I know that Deshaun Watson's not there, but sometimes talent, especially in – 
receivers positions can win out in situations like that. I don't care who the quarterback is. Brandon Cook should not be going 96th overall. There are rookie receivers and rookie running backs that have no business going in front of Brandon Cooks that are going in front of Brandon Cooks. Take Brandon Cooks all day long, 96th overall. And that's it. That's five value players, five boom players that I really like this upcoming season. Now we're going to go with five bust players at their current ADP. Starting it off, number one, probably the most debated player in all of fantasy football this upcoming season, Jonathan Taylor. His ADP is currently sixth overall. He was third in the league in rushing last year. Was the RB6 last year and really came on towards the end. He played in 15 games, averaged 16.9 PPR points. But I feel that the one thing that's being overlooked with Jonathan Taylor is the presence of Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is not a super elite player, but he's a good player. Jonathan Taylor was really worked in college, and the Colts know that. Marlon Mack has one year left on his contract. Do you think that the Colts would rather run Jonathan Taylor into the ground, run Marlon Mack into the ground, or split carries? Because out of those three options, the one that makes no question the least amount of sense would be to run Jonathan Taylor into the ground and not allow Marlon Mack, oh, Naheem Hines, by the way, one of the best pass-catching running backs in football, and Jordan Wilkins, a guy who's flashed a little bit, nothing special, really more concerned about the other two guys. I am not touching Jonathan Taylor at six. No way. Uh, Maybe early second round, that is the highest I would go. But Marlon Mack's return scares the living daylights out of me. Number two, Austin Eckler, ADP, 15th overall, finished as the RB26, was obviously hurt last year, only played in 10 games, averaged 16.5 PPR points per game. This one, for me, is really more about Eckler's frame. Because I know that talent-wise, he is a good player when he's healthy, especially in PPR formats. He can catch balls as good as anyone in the league, as good as any running back in the league at least. Justin Herbert loves him. When he was on the field last year, he was good. But a guy like that who gets a workload like that is just not someone that I want to affiliate myself with when you're spending a mid-second round pick on. He's too small. These NFL players that take all these hits, their bodies eventually break down. And when you're the size of Austin Eckler, I just can't trust that. I would much rather have a Joe Mixon, a Najee Harris, um, a Michael Thomas, a DeAndre Hopkins, any of those guys going in that area, I would rather have than Austin Eckler. And number three, sneak preview, just said his name, Najee Harris. Currently going 16th overall. Obviously no stats from last year because he's a rookie, but Big Ben's injury and the Steelers' offensive line concerns are concerning to me. Now, I love Najee Harris, the talent, and if he was going in the fourth round, I'd be all over it. But the fact that he's going in the middle of the second round, you are basically buying Najee Harris at his ceiling because he's not going to finish as the RB1 or probably not even a top five running back. You are literally buying Najee Harris as if he is for sure locked and loaded going to be the real deal. I think the workload is there for sure. But what if Big Ben doesn't heal right? What if that Steelers offensive line is as bad as it was a year ago? 
I know that there's running backs that can be rookies, you know, James Robinson, right, that are on bad teams that can be good. I don't know what the Steelers are going to look like, but I think that there's just too many questions around Najee Harris's situation to warrant a middle of the second round pick. I just cannot do that. Number four, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, running back, Kansas City Chiefs, finished as the RB22 last year. Played in 13 games, only averaged 13.5 PPR points per game. His ADP is currently 27. Are you kidding me? Anyone who owned Clyde Edwards Elair last year was frustrated to say the very least. I didn't, thankfully. But my league mates who had him, he was always just an RB2. You know, this isn't the days of Jamal Charles and Prime Shady McCoy where Andy Reid's guys get all these carries. And Clyde Edwards Elair is not as talented as the two guys that I just named anyways. And now we're going to take him in the late third round? No. Absolutely not. I won't be. Someone in your draft will, but I won't be. And number five, Chase Claypool. ADP 67. Finished as the wide receiver 23 and played in 16 games. The only problem that I really have with Chase Claypool is the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson are still present and on the roster. Chase Claypool did not start more than five games last year. He was not really on the field more than half the time, most games either. And I think that the touchdown numbers, fantasy-wise, definitely helped him. But I'm not willing to buy into Chase Claypool at that ADP. I think that's a couple rounds too early. Talented for sure. He had that huge, what was it, four-touchdown game in Week 5 last year. Obviously, that was ridiculous. He definitely has talent he's huge he just bullies but Deontay Johnson is the best receiver on that team and Juju Smith-Schuster is the second best receiver on that team and Najee Harris is going to tote the rock about 1700 times this year so I just don't know if the Steelers aren't an amazing team offensively where Chase Claypool kind of fits in and I'm not willing to buy him at that draft price and that's all she wrote folks all right that is going to do it for us on today's show Hope you guys enjoyed hearing the five value and five bus players currently going at ADP, at their ADPs, their respective ADPs currently. I definitely expect a lot of these ADPs to change, but I went through and found guys I liked, guys I didn't at their current price points. And that's that, man. Training camp's right around the corner. Cannot wait. Need some NFL football. So bad. I appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one.